0: What's happening? Will Freeman, RevolutionaryLives.design.com. Coming at you today to talk about how to be happier by controlling your state. State, if you're not familiar, is originally an NLP term, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming, and is used a lot by Tony Robbins, if you've read some of his books, um, which I've got a ton of value at, out of over the years. And really what it is, is a combination of feeling, thoughts, and physical sensations. Your entire life is nothing but a series of state changes. Okay, you can hear it from NLP, you can hear it from the Buddha who says that existence is temporary and transient and you are always uh, moving from one type of state to the other. Okay, and... All you have to do is go into your own reference points. Your entire life is just you moving through um, different states, and states being a combination of sensations that you feel within your body, sense, smell, uh, hear, uh, the things that you think, and how you feel, okay? And your goal, whether conscious or unconscious, is to feel as good as possible. Of the three um, types of things that make up your state, your feeling is the most important to you, whether you realize it or not. Okay, feeling is why people do drugs. To, they do MDMA to feel that blissful feeling. Feeling is why we are constantly chasing um, happiness. We use caffeine or we use um, recreational drugs, or we chase girls, or we chase money, or we buy new clothes. It is all to feel good. Even the stuff that we read, we read it because it is intellectually stimulating. and makes us feel good. Um, Television, movies, uh, career goals. It's for, you know, career goals for self-esteem. To feel good about yourself. It is all to feel good. So of the three key components of your state, the feeling is the one that you live for. The feeling of good. And in reality, what we what we really want is unadulterated bliss at all times, okay? Unadulterated bliss at all times. And we are consciously or unconsciously moving towards getting closer to that feeling of happiness at all times. It's what we're all trying for, every single person, all the time, whether they know it or not, okay? And we are... We, we, we pretend that we're logical, but we're not logical, okay? Logic is a tool that we use to serve feelings, not the other way around, okay? Feelings do not serve logic. Logic serves feelings. We use the logic to get what we want. Like, I use my logic to um, do things that are gonna get me to make more money in my business, okay? I use logic to, you know do sales and marketing and things like that and and to make more money for my business because money makes me feel better and be able to live a better quality of life which makes me feel better okay it's not the other way around everything you do serves your feelings okay everything you do serves your feelings whether you're a guy or a girl doesn't matter i mean we as guys try and pretend like our feelings aren't important they are so important we live for our feelings and we want to feel good at all times, whether you believe that or not, or whether you're conscious of it or unconsciousness, all you have to do is just watch yourself for a day. Go through, go through your own reference points. And I guarantee you, everything you do behind that is there is a, an intention to feel good. Okay. Now, it brings us to why state control is so key. To feel good as consistently as possible you need to be an expert at controlling your state because it's so easy to flip into a bad mood or an anxious mood or an aggressive mood. And then all of a sudden your good feelings are gone and it happens to everyone all the time. It happens to me too. Okay. It happens to me. um, at least once a day I'll flip into something negative and that's after having a lot of practice at doing this stuff. Okay, it is it is a hard thing to do, but it is a very important thing to do. It however is not a science. It's an art and it's a skill. And but it's the most important skill that you can possibly learn. It's the most important skill that you can possibly learn is state control. Because your whole life you just you want to feel as happy and good as possible. And what gets you to that point is state control. Alright. State control allows you to pursue your happiness as your primary priority. You hear me in the last year or so, I'm harping on you guys to do this because it is the best way to live. There is no better strategy I've found than the pursuit of happiness as your primary priority in your life, okay? Because that is what you were doing anyways. So you might as well make it overt, bring it to the surface, make it an actual vow, and live that vow, okay? Now, happiness is not always available, but the pursuit of happiness is always available. So you might not be able to get it to be happy, but you can at least be neutral instead of being depressed. Okay. I'm not happy 100% of the time. No way. However, I have not had a depressive episode in I don't, a major one in, I think, a decade or more. Okay. Because you can at least get up to neutral. Or If you can't quite get up to neutral, you can get up to better than depressed or better than panic attack, um, better than, than a really bad state. So, What you're really going for in the pursuit of happiness, ideally you want happiness, but the pursuit of happiness means the best state that is currently available to you right now is what you're really going after in um, practical reality. Okay, And what gets you there is state control. Most people, however, do not have the pursuit of happiness as their primary priority. They do not have state control as their primary method of getting there. They have what they want as their primary priority. And their wants, many times and oftentimes are not aligned with their happiness. So you might want a BMW, okay? But to get there it takes 10 years of working a shitty job to do it and making yourself miserable. And when you get it, it makes you happy for maybe a month and that's it. And then you've become accustomed to it, okay? So that want wasn't well aligned with your happiness. Or people want something when they don't get it they get angry or they get depressed, okay? And I'm not removing myself from the situation of getting angry. Um, it happened to me last night, actually. But the when you have the happiness as your primary priority, you at least recognize it. Okay, my wants should be aligned with my happiness. What I want should be what makes me happy, okay? A lot of guys want to get angry about politics. I did, my last video was on that. A lot of guys want to get depressed because they can't get... Girls, okay. You you are choosing your feelings at all times. Whereas someone like me, if if a, gr- a girl rejects me, that is a flicker of you know anger, and then is pretty much gone. Whereas some guy, he could get depressed for six months over that because he wants to get depressed over. He he chooses that feeling over a different type of feeling, okay? Because his his, his primary goal is not state control. His primary goal is not the pursuit of happiness. It is what he wants, okay? And his wants are not aligned with his happiness. So you have to make your wants aligned with your happiness. You have to make the pursuit of happiness your primary goal. And state control is the method to get you there, which is why state control is so fucking important and why I'm going to tell you how to control your state right now, okay? So that's the that's the foundation that we lay. Now we're going to talk about the... Major thing that you need to do to control your state. The first thing that you need to do is mindfulness. All right, and you hear about about that this a lot um, in today's day and age, which is good because it seems like people are becoming more aware and more conscious. And mindfulness is the first key to state control. Okay, you have to be mindful of whenever you get into a negative state. All right, whenever you get into a negative state, you have to be able to recognize that you're in pain and You have to set, like, mindfulness alarms when you're in pain. You have to train yourself to do it, okay? And it's just as simple as, you know, recognizing when you're in pain. And because, like, if you're the pursuit of your happiness, if you take the vow as seriously as I do, when you're not feeling, when you're in pain and you're suffering, you're going to hold everything, okay? You know, it's like the assembly line. It's like, hold up. Something is wrong. I'm suffering here, uh, I, I need to recognize that first thing. First thing's first, okay? I have mindfulness triggers for whenever I'm, I'm suffering. Now, that mindfulness trigger might uh, occur right away, might occur instantly, or it might take me 10 minutes or something. But it is very, very rare for me to be in pain for an hour and not be mindful of it, okay? Because I've trained myself to do that. With happy states, it's different. With happy states, I just go with the flow. I'm I'm sipping down the street, drinking my fucking giant mocha frappuccino, cause you know, that's how I'm rolling these days. With the, And uh, you know, I got my shades on, it's sunny out, you know, I've got my music in. So that's exactly what I'm gonna be doing when I'm done this video. And I'm just fucking rolling and I'm feeling terrific. So I'm not super focused on being mindful when everything's going well. I'm just enjoying it, going with the flow, you know, Living, however, when something goes wrong, okay, then it's hold the phones. Let's let's set the alarm. What's going on here? Okay, that's when the mindful trigger trigger activates. All right, and the mindfulness goes alarm. Uh, it, the alarm goes off, but one thing you gotta recognize is that there's a difference between um, like a negative sensation or a negative thought and actually suffering or being in pain. Okay, so you got to make sure the, the mindfulness trigger is going off on the right thing. And I'll give you an example of like a negative physical sensation that doesn't actually hurt me. Like when I'm in the gym and I'm on the last rep of, you know, I use the V-squat machine to protect my knees and I'm, I'm squatting to fatigue and I do slow squats. So I'm, I'm one rep for me is like, 10 seconds up and down, and I'm not allowing myself to speed up or slow down. That's like a 10 out of 10. My legs are in pain. They're just burning. They're on fire. They're, you know, the, the negative sensation is like a 10 out of 10. But I'm not, I'm not suffering, okay? I'm not suffering. I'm actually enjoying it because I'm like just one more rep, and I break my personal best, and I can go home happy because I did what I came here to do, and I know that at the end of this set, within 10 minutes or so I'm gonna feel terrific because all those endorphins released and all that and it doesn't actually cause me to suffer. Another example is someone who's into S&M and they like being whipped and beaten, So they like these negative sensations on their body and stuff that to us would be pain, but to them that's actually pleasure. They They're actually enjoying that, okay? So the negative sensation does not necessarily mean that you suffer. The same with a negative thought. All right, if you watch your thoughts, your thoughts are just fucking yammering at you all day with nonsense, and a lot of the, sometimes it'll be a negative thought, like you're an idiot or like you're no good. But as long as you don't ascribe the feeling to that, it doesn't actually hurt you. It's only when you're when you say I'm an idiot and you go into the feeling of like oh my god I'm such a loser this and that, and that's when it starts to hurt you. But when it's just there or you're lying down and you're, and you're meditating and you're just watching the thoughts go by, they don't actually have to hurt you. It's only when you've ascribed the feeling to it that it becomes suffering and it becomes pain. And that's when you have to, that's where you sit your mindfulness triggers to, is when it's when it's suffering, okay? It's only after you've attached that pain, that suffering feeling to it that, that it actually hurts you, all right? And that's when you need to move into action. The first thing you need to do is ask yourself this question. What is wrong? Why am I feeling bad? All right, that's the first thing you need to do. So you've, this is where you need to identify where the pain is, what's happening, and what triggered you to get into that state, all right? Why am I feeling bad? Once you figure out, okay, I have a stomachache, or I, I'm having um, negative thoughts about my self-esteem, or my arm hurts or my back hurts, then you have to think the next thing you have to do is what do I do to solve this problem, okay? You're always, the best thing you can do is be in that solution-based mindset, all right? Not in the, I have a problem and I'm gonna get upset and actually make it worse um, by because I'm just gonna be like, I'm in pain and I'm upset that I have this problem and I don't wanna deal with this problem and I'm gonna get angry about this problem, okay? That's the worst way to approach it. The best way to approach it was the, the solution-based mindset where it's like, okay, I have a pro- I'm upset. I'm, I have a problem. Something is is painful for me. How do I solve this? All right, how do I solve this? That's, that's the key, key, key question that you need to ask yourself. All right. And for more information on, on the right questions to ask, you can check out, there's a video I did on how to feel better by um, asking yourself the right questions. And you can see the article on my website as well. And it's very, very, very important that you know how to ask that question and, and know how to identify those triggers. Once you identify the problem, how do I solve this? Okay, And the keys to this are creativity and vigilance. The vigilance of being able to do this every time you're in pain, Okay, because if you don't, you will just suffer more by not being mindful of it and by um, enhancing your pain by getting angry or sad or depressed about it, okay. Uh, but with creativity, you can find a creative solution. All right, I'll mentally go through like a list of of, and it'll be very quickly. Now it's like within a second of like ten or fifteen things. Like, what do I do? And then I'll come up with one, and I'll and then I'll try it out. I'll try it out. Like, okay, if I do this, will this make me feel better? Will it make me feel worse two hours from now? Okay. You know, like, okay, I could have three beers to make me feel better in the middle of the day. However, is that gonna affect my state two hours from now? So there's all kinds of characteristics that that I'm, I'm filtering it through. But the keys to it are just being vigilant of doing it all the time, every time you're suffering, and allowing for the possibility that you have all the creativity within you to solve this problem, okay? Even if the solution isn't the solution that you, would have wanted in your ideal case, it is the best solution available to you to get you to the best possible state that's available to you right now. All right. Very, very, very important. Creativity and vigilance. Now, it also helps if you make a list and you can pause the video right now, this might be a really good thing to do, is make a list of your 10 most common triggers. All right. You can also check out my other video on how to feel better by solving your uh, most common recurring problems a lot of these times these might be the same thing where you, literally this is something I did and it changed my life I just sat down with a pen and paper or you can put it into your wonder list which is what I recommend for your to-do list and just think about what are the 10 most common triggers in your life okay could be the fact that you eat too much and you're always feeling like shit because your, your diet is garbage and you eat too much could be the fact that you're in a toxic relationship and you're always fighting with your girlfriend and you're always upset about it. whatever it is. If you list those ten most common pain triggers, that's going to be a massive, massive thing for um, being able to solve them and being able to control your state by either uh, changing those situations or becoming mindful of them, so you know when you're getting close to the red zone. Okay, of of your state getting out of whack. You know that if, if any of those 10 things is, is, is gonna be happening within your day, you know to prepare yourself mentally f- a- a- for being able to handle that pain and, and being able to control that state um, as best as you can. All right, so now I'm gonna give you uh, some common state killers and my solutions for them, okay? This is real, real, real practical shit. So first one is nausea, right? If you're feeling nauseous, Best thing to do is get some ginger root, okay? If you're doing hard deadlifts at the gym and then you're you're doing high-intensity cardio, I, I would take not ginger root before you even start doing that, okay? Because if you push yourself really hard, you find you might get nauseous afterwards. Um, ginger root is really good, okay? Deep breathing. And it's important to know where the nausea came from. If the nausea comes from blood sugar okay guys and blood sugar is a fucking massive thing to um get a hold of and and to be mindful of when it comes to controlling your state if my blood sugar gets a bit too low like i haven't had carbs in a while outside of you know my my daily morning fast i don't eat till noon but if i push that fast too long or i i try and do like a really low carb diet I get nausea, I get um, a bit shaky, I get like a low mood, and that means that I need to get s- some carbs in me. Like even just a little, a f- three or four spoonfuls of rice, and that blood sugar is is back up to where it's supposed to be. All right? So th- those are the key um, controls for state killer like nausea. Low mood, all right? The best, if you ask me one, one crucial, uh state control for low mood is get down and do some get down to the gym and do some heavy slow squats okay or even some some light weight but slow squats three sets to fatigue get on the elliptical machine do 10 to 15 minutes of high intensity cardio come home take a long hot shower follow that up by a cold or cool shower for five minutes put on some comfortable sweatpants and and comfortable shirt you will feel good it is almost as good as taking the drug if not better in some cases that is my number one big um state booster for low mood and that's drug free the other good one would be Fenevit okay but you don't want to take that more than once once or twice a week Fenevit is very very good for lifting your mood Okay, Um, anxiety. Big one on anxiety is making sure that you're not taking too much caffeine. The other big ones are the same thing, that heavy squat, high intensity cardio. 5-HTP is really good, which is natural. Theanine is really good. Um, And lying down, breath-watching meditation, which is where I do this every day around 2 p.m. when I start to get tired. Lie down, close my eyes, Watch my breaths in and out. And I, I verbally say in, out, in, out as I breathe. I do that for about 30 minutes and drift off into like this very, very peaceful state. And it is very, very good um, for calming you down. And um, again, phenibid is also, also really good for anxiety, but that's one you want to keep in moderation, okay? Anger. Okay, a good one. Probably the best one for anger is is the tried and true taking a deep breath or taking five or deep breath, five or six deep breaths, okay? And and you never want to make a decision when you're in, in an angry state. All right? You always want to be able to control that. And the deep breathing you can do wherever you are right away and it will always activate, you know, the calming um angle of your nervous system and it's a big big thing. Okay? um going to the gym if you're really pissed off about something and just killing those weights is big removing yourself from the situation is very important so that you don't do something stupid and if the anger is like out of control and none of those things are working the best thing i found to do for like out of control anger is just get down on your bed um uh, take out a pillow Get into like UFC full mount position and for two minutes or as long as you can, full intensity beating the shit out of your pillow. And if you have to yell a little bit, not too much that the neighbors think that you're beating the shit out of somebody, then do that. Full intensity is much effort and energy as you can put into that. And after two, two and a half minutes, you're going to be absolutely exhausted and you're going to have no emotional energy left to be angry okay that is the biggest the best one i found for anger once anger's got to a certain level where you're really pissed off all right much better to do that <coughs> than to beat the shit out of someone in real life and end up going to jail all right if it helps you can picture that person's face on your pillow um but probably not a good idea to do that in real life because you want to stay out of jail Worry. Okay. Worry is a big thing. Um, I suggest you read a book called by Dale Carnegie on how how to deal with worry. I can't remember the exact title, but it's really good. And basically for like the major worries in your life, you set up an action plan. All right. In my book, how to get organized. I teach you how to do an action plan to get everything together and organized in your life. And it accounts for pretty much everything that you would be worried about that you could be working on as a project or a goal, whether it's with women or health or whatever, you can all set that up into a schedule. Um, So you set up an action plan for what you can control. You don't worry about shit that you can't control, all right? There's some people out there that just go through the internet and look up every type of disease possible. That's the last thing you wanna do. There are so many like millions of diseases and crazy things that can kill you, but you just, can't think about that shit because you can't control it. If you want to worry about what you can control, worry about um, cancer, heart disease, and like the four, there's like four major ways that that people die. And those are two of them, you know, cancer, heart disease, the the big four, and take a a blood and genetic test from, you know, one of the the major sites, like one, two, three, me, to see if there's anything in your genetics that you have to worry about. And then you can put an action plan together for those. But don't worry about like plane crash or like all these millions of diseases or or anything like that. You know, it is just going to drive you crazy. All right. And the other thing, if it's in your belief system, is faith in God. Okay. If you believe in a loving creator and you believe that that's where you go back to after you die, that takes a lot of the sting out of everything. Okay, I used to be, a, you know, there's point, points in my life where I was an atheist, and I remember when I was 13, the first time I got on a plane, I was terrified and I was throwing up the whole way. I just did my visa run last week, and I couldn't have. I mean, I was almost asleep for takeoff, and and it's just a night and day difference because one, I don't worry about what I can't control, and two, if I die in the plane, I'm gonna I'm gonna die on the plane, and you know, I go home and eventually. I'm gonna die, and eventually I'm gonna go home and and that's all there is to it, so putting any more worry to that just is 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 not useful okay and this is very important if you're a person that 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 worries a lot it it will ruin your life. My mom is someone who worries very much and I've been out here in Thailand for two years. She's dying to see me okay i'm I'm scheduled to go back. Next summer, but she wants to see me. She wants to see Thailand. There's only another month left of peak season where the weather is going to be cool enough. But she can't. She just cannot get on the plane to come out here. And I said, and she makes a whole big deal about it and thinks about it and all this stuff. And I'm, I'm telling her, just get on the plane. You know, just buy a t- I'll buy you the ticket tomorrow. All you have to do is get on the plane. But in her head, she's made it up to be this monumental thing of like all these things could happen and she could get stuck on the layover and she could lose her luggage and she could die in the plane and she doesn't believe in god so i can't use that as you know an argument and i try and get into the worst case scenario she doesn't want to hear that and all all types of things she will not let go of that worry and she is cutting herself off from like an amazing cheap vacation out here in chiang mai to see all the nature and to see me and you know it's unfortunate, but that's how it goes when when someone's unable to control their state or not willing to control their state. Uh, another one, stomach pain. Okay, the biggest thing for stomach pain that I found is activated charcoal. That that removes stomach pain in like ninety percent of the cases. If that doesn't work, Pepto Bismol is really good for coating the inside of your stomach. It won't. It won't um, remove the toxins like activated charcoal will, but it will stop whatever toxic in there from hurting you. And the other one, if you have diarrhea or something like that, is lopiramide, okay? You can buy it generically in like 200 capsule bottles from uh, Amazon and they're like $3 for a bottle and it is awesome, okay? It's awesome. So that's how you... Those are some strategies for stomach pain, okay, which is a major state killer. And the last state killer I'm going to talk about is lethargy, okay? The big one for lethargy is stand up. I try and stand up as much as I can. I try not to sit down until after 5 p.m. If I am going to, if I'm exhausted, then I will lie down for like 20 minutes around 3 o'clock after I've eaten like my little siesta, but instead of a nap, I do the lying down, breath-watching meditation, which relaxes me and I come out of that energized and then I finish the rest of the day trying to stand up, um, working or doing videos and stuff like this because sitting down is a fucking state killer and it will bring on so much lethargy. Also, avoiding too many carbs or eating too much at meals. This becomes a big, big, big thing as you get older and managing your blood sugar. Okay, this, this all ties into one. And as far as lethargy and laziness, I feel like diet is probably the most important thing that you can get a handle. So it's eating till like 90% full. It's not eating too many carbs at a meal. And it is trying to stay up as stand up as much as possible. And that will Help keep your energy high and not let you get lethargic. If you want to get lethargic, get lethargic at the end of the night. Okay, when you've done when you've done everything for the day and it's like, okay, 8 p.m., I'm going to have a big dinner. I'm going to fucking sit in front of the TV and put my feet up. And I'm not going to move and then I'm going to go to bed at 10 o'clock. Then you can do it. Okay, but for the day, those are some big things that you can do to control your state. All right. So those are just like a small list of of things that you can do to control your state. Um, Pretty much every video that I've done on how to be happier, pretty much every strategy that I have on my website is some form of state control, all right? And I suggest you have a look at those if you want to get more techniques. But those are your, you know, some common um, negative states and, and painful states and how to deal with them, okay? now. If you do find yourself in what I call a major state killer, like when things have gotten very bad, I'm talking about a major depression, I'm talking about like a fist fight, I'm talking about a mental breakdown, I'm talking about something serious, okay? If you've gotten um, in a state that is very, very bad, once you've got over that, okay, and you've had time to cool down, what you need to do is do a debrief, okay? You need to do a big debrief on your major state. Not just the writing down your 10 major triggers and how you're gonna avoid them, but if something really bad happens, okay, or maybe you're, you're in that position right now, you need to figure out what the fuck happened and how to prevent that in the future, okay? What was the major trigger that set you off into the state and how do you make sure that that never happens again, okay? Even if it's like, okay, you got into a fist fight at the club, okay? Sometimes, if it's, if it's bad enough and you're facing an assault charge or whatever, you might have to take drastic action and like, I'm never going to a club again, all right? Because that's how serious that trigger is. If, if that's been a trigger for you before in the past, then you might just have to say, okay, I'm not drinking alcohol and I'm not going to the club. Okay, when 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 you go through like a major like major negative um, state episode, you've got to hold everything that's going on, do that debrief, and figure out like what do I need to remove to make sure that doesn't happen again. Okay, it is very very important. I'll give you a small example from last night. Um, this kind of ties along with fighting, right? Phil's last night in Chiang Mai. He wanted to go out to a club. He wanted to go out to this like crazy Thai club, which I didn't really want to go to, but I came with him because it was his last night. And he sort of dragged me there. Thank you, Phil. But whatever, I chose to do it, so I take responsibility. Now, Phil's 27. I'm 34. I'm going to be 35 in June. So I'm becoming... I mean, I'm in bed by 10 o'clock. I'm up by 6 o'clock. The club, the loud club is not my scene. As an, a guy who's getting old, even when I was younger, it wasn't really my scene, okay? Because there's a number of different triggers that happen to me at a club. There are the loud, overly loud music, which annoys me. There's people bumping into me, which I fucking, I fucking hate when people um, bump into my shoulder or something like that. Um, it's hot, okay? At least in Chiang Mai, it's hot. And the heat is a major trigger for anger for me. There's alcohol involved, which is loosens up your inhibitions, and there is a much higher chance of public disrespect than normal. And That's exactly what happened last night. So we went to the club, we went up to the line, we were about to go in, they stamped our hands, they ch- checked our ID cards. I'm already a bit negative because I don't want to be there, but it's Phil's last night, there's some cute girls, I'm like, alright, let's just get inside, let me get a table, let me get some drinks gonna fucking unwind and, and relax we're gonna get get back into positivity all right so the guys check us at the door and they say no you have to wait the three of you guys have to wait it's gonna be about 30 minutes um they've already stamped our hand they checked my ids i'm 34 and now i've got these two guys they're not very polite and it's an all-tie club and they're they've got us standing here it's three white guys they've got us standing here they said it's gonna be about 30 minutes And I'm not happy about that, but I'm like, whatever. The guy seemed to be in state, so I'm going with it. And as five minutes goes on, there's like this just parade of Thai people walking in, getting stamped, and just letting in the club. And we're like right next to the bouncers waiting, and they are just letting Thai people in left, right, and center. So it becomes very obvious that this is a situation of we are not letting. The foreigners into the club this is a club for Thai people we're not letting the foreigners in and they are just it is just right in front of our face and they don't give a fuck and they're not even like looking in our direction or talking about when when we're gonna be um, able to be letting the club we tried bribing the guys we tried you know whatever they're just not having it okay and the fact that these Thai people keep walking in, I'm getting real triggered because this is like public disrespect, we're right in front of the dudes, they're, they don't care, and, but my boys want to stay for a little bit, all right? But I'm heating up inside and I'm like, these motherfuckers, and I could take them out. And I'm like, they're not even big, they're not even in shape, you could take out these two motherfuckers right here, right hand, right hook, left hook on both of them, they're gone. And I could have, Okay. But that is the fucking dumbest, dumbest fucking thing I could have possibly done in Thailand where as a foreigner, you don't have any rights. Starting a fight with two bouncers, 10 others from outside are going to come in. The club is almost for sure owned by the mafia. The police are for sure not going to take my side. I'm going to end up in a fucking Thai prison. <laughs> you know, it's a good shit. Like just the dumbest thing I could have done. Okay, now there was no way that I was gonna start a fight in, in any particular state. Alright. I haven't been in a fight in I can't even remember the last time I was in a fight. So I'm just like, I'm getting heated up, look boys, I'm gonna go home. That's, that's, that's the extent of it, okay? But if I was 18 and I was still a fucking retard, it could have been a different situation. Okay, it could have been a different situation. But that's almost twenty years of state control in between me at eighteen and me at thirty-four. So me at thirty-four was like, I didn't even run my mouth. I was just like, deep breath, like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna go home. I'm. It's almost ten o'clock. I'm heat, I'm getting heated up. I'm not liking this um, space. I'm being triggered by different things. I'm I'm gonna go home. And within ten minutes on the bike ride home, I I'd, I'd forgotten about it. Okay, it's just a small example to show you that. This is a constant battle for me, and it it is it is something that you have to do. And I did a little debrief after that, and my debrief came to the conclusion that I don't like clubs, which is something that you already know if you check out my article on why nightclubs are the worst place to get laid, and that I should not go to them, and I should continue to not go to them or go to them very infrequently, which is what I'm going to continue to do, all right? Now, that's not something major. It's just an, the most recent example I have of something for you. But if something major happened, you have to do a major debrief and figure out what that major trigger was and get it the fuck out of your life. Okay. Lastly, state control lifestyle. All right. Lifestyle design is what I do. And I'm going to give you basically like a day in the life of what I would recommend for controlling your state. Number one, wake up at 6 a.m. This is big for your energy. It's big for your state. Circadian rhythm is a real fucking thing. And it's tried, tested, and true. All right, Wake up, get some water in you, get a caffeine pill in you, and try intermittent fasting until noon. This will give you a lot of energy in the mood right, and mood in the morning. And I've been doing it for about seven years and it's fucking terrific. All right. After you get that caffeine pill in you, get some exercise in you. I do 20 minutes on the elliptical, okay? Yes, it's a girl's machine, but it doesn't hurt your joints like running or you're not your back's not hunched over like the exercise bike. Then I do about 10 or 15 minutes of yoga to stretch out. And then I hop in a hot shower and a cold shower. By the time I come out of that with a caffeine, I'm feeling fucking tremendous, all right? Then you don't eat till noon. You drink a liter of water in the morning. Keep you hydrated. All right. Stand up as much as you can. When you eat, try and eat clean. Try and eat to 90% full. Try and eat low to moderate carbs. Just as many carbs as you need. Anything more and it's going to make you start to feel too tired. Okay. Now, this is one that I still struggle with. I'm doing pretty good, but I love food. It is hard for me to eat consistently clean. But if you struggle with food like I do, then then do this at least, okay? Healthy lunch, dirty dinner, okay? If you're gonna eat dirty, eat dirty at the end of the day, 7.30, 8 o'clock, after you've done everything, but keep it clean, keep it, the carbs in moderation for during the day so you can actually get your work done, all right? If you want an awesome way to fuck up your day, eat a giant Subway sandwich for lunch. Get some Sprite on top of that, and then eat a big bag of chips. That day is finished. Okay, you cannot, you cannot do dirty eating and and expect to have a good day. You're just gonna be fucking passed out on the couch, or you're you're gonna be trying not to fall asleep at work, and your whole day is gonna be fucking shot. If you're gonna eat dirty and you're gonna eat a lot, do it at the end of the day. But ideally, don't do it at all. All right. Um, be mindful. Okay? Like I said before, mindfulness is the whole key to this thing. Live in a sunny climate. As you can see out the window, it's sunny damn near every day. And right now, this would be mid-February in Toronto. It's going to be minus 30. It's going to be cold and gray. And I lived through way too many of those winters. You don't... Take it from me. Living somewhere sunny is a massive difference on your state than living somewhere that's not. Believe me. Um... Find fulfilling work, ideally your own business, where you've control over your time and your revenue, and you don't do something you hate. It's very hard to be in state every day when you are working eight hours at something you hate, okay? It's very, very serious. Um, Check out my articles and videos on how to start a service-based business if you're interested on more. And uh, the most important thing is vigilance. If so I can give any guy advice in one word, vigilance, 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 okay, vigilant every single, day, every single day, every single day, every single day. Every single day you have to control your state. Every single day you have to do all these things, okay? A lot of this stuff you already know, okay? A lot of this stuff, I'm telling you, you probably already know. You probably already know that you need to eat clean, but that is not enough. It is taking action, but taking action is not enough is being vigilant every day okay there if you've been reading personal development for a while you probably know a lot of the stuff you're supposed to do but you have to do it every single day if you're not doing it every single day it's worthless if you're just controlling your state every once in a while it's worthless all right you've got to do it every day you've got to do the exercise every day you've got to do all this stuff every day and you've got to be vigilant about it it's the key to everything and it's what separates guys you get No results or a little bit of results from the guys who get massive fucking results. You've got to do it every day. And it doesn't matter if you failed yourself the day before. You fucking start again the next day and you be vigilant. Okay. And you're never going to be perfect in all of things. Okay. There's always going to be something, you know, something will go wrong, but you just get better at it. Don't look at it as being perfect and perfect state control. I don't have perfect state control. I'll never have perfect state control. And... But but look at just getting better, okay? It's an art, it's a skill. Just try and be as good at your state control as you can, all right? And the more consistently happy you are, that is the measure of life, okay? It is not success. Success is how happy you are, as far as I'm concerned. The Thai woman who I get my chicken and rice from every day, who smiles at me and who's always in a good mood, is shitting all over my so-called... Um, worldly or materialistic success because she is happier than me every day. And I'm pretty happy and I, I'm pretty content that that woman is happier than me every day. And as far as I'm concerned, she is more successful than me because she, because she has that good feeling all the time, which is what I want. And she is doing that better than I am, all right? That is the metric for success is how consistently you're able to control your state not how, how much you have. Believe me. How much you have does not change your reality if you're not if your state is not good your your state is the fucking key and you should measure your life on how consistently happy you are and if you haven't been consistently happy in a long time my brother you've got to fucking seriously take stock of how things are going and how you're going to change them to get to where you are fucking winning and where you're feeling happy and when you where you are consistently in either happy state, or at least a neutral state. That's it. Thank you so much for watching or listening on iTunes or SoundCloud or checking out my site, revolutionarylifestyledesign.com. Much love to you and all the best in your personal development journey.